welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hootink, back with my co-host, Christian Conway. The long winter begins. I'm on the road. We are recording live from Albuquerque. Uh, and next week, it will be New York. But I'm excited to uh, to end this season. It's been a long year. Yes, it has. Uh, I just want to start off by saying that a couple of students have discovered our podcast. And they said, who's that guy you record with? And I say, it's one of my best friends, Christian. I introduce him at the beginning of every episode. So hopefully everyone isn't skipping on the intros and missing out on our cool theme song. Uh, but thanks again, everybody, for being here. We have a great LA Galaxy episode for you. And that's about the only thing that's great. As uh, Christian and I were starting off already thinking about what to call this episode and you know, going over our beginning the review of what was the 2023 season. Yes, we will not let it go. We here are bringing you full in-depth reviews, starting with our defense. And I said, you know, one of our best episodes Christian brought up was giraffes on ice skates. And I said, Bambi even knew how to walk when he was born. And that's how I describe our back line. Yeah, I, I think you, you kind of nailed it on the head, which is the fact that the Galaxy this year and um, in, in conversations I've been in, I, I mean, transition defense, that was the thing. That was what killed them this year. You know, you had so many good players that just couldn't defend whenever the ball turned over. Um, I mean, again, also, it was not a great year for the goalkeepers. I think that's fair to say, but again it was it was that that sense of you know every good team that i know plays transition defense incredibly well they know how to do it they know how to you know w- w- you know get into shape get into form get into all of that and the galaxy just never got there this year and it was kind of strange um i mean there were there were some some highlights obviously maya oshida uh you know obviously jalen neal until he had the sports hernia issue which those are are generally nasty things um, Aude was fantastic. Caligari, I was surprised they didn't exercise the purchase option on him, but they just never were able to figure out how to defend in transition. And that killed the Galaxy this year, which was every single time the Galaxy lost games, it was turn the ball over in midfield, defense isn't set, uh, isn't set, excuse me. And then, well, good luck. And then you had a goalkeeper in, in Jonathan Bond, who I think. I, you know, I, I think there are some questions around him and I think that's going to be a very fascinating conversation over the next couple of days um, and weeks and months over who's going to be the number one coming into 2024. But again, you know, honestly, if anything failed the galaxy this year, you look at defense midfields and forward line, which we're going to do pretty intensely. Honestly, it was probably the defensive line that failed the galaxy. I mean, they, they just could not, get their shapes correct and understand Vanny's system is a little bit weird, but just, it never really worked. Yeah. You know, honestly, of course there's those like a geode, right? You've got those rough spots and then you've got the bright spots. And I'm glad that you obviously said that about Jalen. Um, but before I get into the bright spots, yeah, we have to go. I want to go through those goalkeepers. Like, Klinsman, honestly, he's gone now, but I wish that he could stay. I actually thought that when he was in goal, 
you know, he really stepped up. Um, I mean, look, being a goalkeeper is hard, especially when your defense is what it is. And yes, the defense can't totally be faulted, you know, and we'll get into that, but it's just because, you know, the injury situation, right. Nobody can really control that. Um, but whenever bond was performing terribly in the net and I'm not really sure what happened with bond, I don't know if it's just like, you know, the, the crux that the galaxy are in where he became like this Bingham like goalkeeper. And, you know, I, I just wanted bond to be this hero that we all thought he was going to be. And he just, he just wasn't at the end of it all. And there are just times where all I could think was put in Klinsman. And then I don't remember how Mikovic ended up sliding in, but I was calling for Mikovic at, at more often than not when Bond was in the goal. I, I don't know. He just was off his game most of the time and he just never really got back in. And I think maybe that part of that was when he recovered from his injury um, you know, that that's a recovery in its own that we can't really know about. I mean, there are players who document, you know, the mental part of, of recovery and maybe that's part of it. We won't know unless they say something. Um, but I just feel like bond just never really bounced back. I think a lot of people who have covered bond would have told you this was a regression to the mean season. And I, I mean, I, I don't, claim to know goalkeepers it is a position that i find to be absolutely fascinating and yet vexing all at the same time but you know you look at the underlying numbers of bond's career and this was a regression to the mean like this was coming this this had to happen and it happened now i will say i i don't think he helped himself i don't think you know he did in any slightest way but again there was a certain regression to the mean of underlying numbers in terms of Jonathan Bond. Now, what I would say is I think with my coach and, and all the rest of them, they are actively shopping the number one position like that. That has been made very clear, especially in the last, what, four or five games where they were, you know, throwing in Klinsman, throwing in um, my or uh, and, and trying to figure out exactly you know, what do we have? What do we keep? What do we do? That And again, we go back to our concept of the audition. The I don't know if number one at goalkeeper position is sold out yet. Like, I, do, I don't think it's it's set in stone. I think there is some conversation around that. And I think Jonathan Bond's got a lot of winning to do over the next, you know, over preseason, you know, at Golcella and all the rest of it to remind the Galaxy that, you know, he should be the number one because I don't think he is right now. I think the number one is not decided yet. And I will tell you that I thought Klinsman was going to be the number one. I was very convinced that was going to be the case. But of course, they let him go. Probably Klinsman demanded a contract that would have financially not been incredibly prudent for the Galaxy. And Klinsman will be number one in MLS somewhere. I have no doubts in my mind about that. I think there is a lot of conversation about goalkeeper and it would not surprise me if they go out and make a move at goalkeeper in this window, because, you know, we really don't know who's the number one when it comes to goalkeeper of the LA galaxy. And that's kind of a little bit of a concern for me. And that's where like all of this conversation that we're having right now on un unravels is 
oh my God, we don't know who our goalkeeper is. So then who's our starting, you know, center back pairing? Who's our outside back pairing? You know, like there is a lot of uncertainty around this defense right now. Uncertainty is absolutely right. I mean, you made a really good point of who's going to be the number one. That slot isn't really decided. Uh, Just because Bonds a senior, I feel like it would go to him. Yeah. Quickly to interject. It's Bond's spot to lose, but he's doing a very good job of losing it, if I may kind of make it very clear in terms of where I think things are going. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that showed when, I mean, even Vanny seemed to do the rotation, you know. Um, you look at who was in goal when when he wasn't injured, you know what I mean? So, again, that has to do with managing guys and making sure that I mean, look, they're grown men. They have to understand that you're messing up. You're not in that spot, right? But at the same time, I understand as a coach, it is important to make sure that you're you're being fair and giving them the chances and, like, everybody's going to have an off game. I mean, look, I don't think any of these three keepers have a clean sheet, right? So, you know, that's that's the major thing here. And then, obviously, your goalkeeper is your last line of defense. So it's a problem, when the galaxy are relying heavily on their keeper, as we alluded, or I alluded back to Bingham, you know, that was always the same problem that they had. And um, believe it or not, this, this defense had actually seen some improvement and then the injury bug, unfortunately plagued this team. I think the, the hardest hit injuries, I mean, for me, it's Jalen Neal, but obviously Martin, was a, a huge loss in that back line. Um, I mean, I can run down each of these guys, but I don't know if you want to interject before I, I do I'll, that. I think the injury that really killed them was was uh, not quite that, um, was was Caligari because Caligari was so excellent in terms of getting into the attack, being incredibly smart, precocious, and just getting them another. You know, trying to leverage that side in order to get the overload overloads and all that other stuff that we like to see from a competitive team. Casares had a really weird year. I mean, you look at the game in Houston where he gets sent off and he just loses his head. Um, and you you sit you, you sit there and think like this guy has how many caps for Uruguay? You know, like you just wonder about the senior leadership about this team. Now they acquiesced to that point by bringing in Maya Oshida. Like you don't bring in a guy with that level of head, with that kind of pedigree, but also that level of, okay, I'm going to be a senior leader here. I know how to do this without thinking that, okay, your leadership is completely shattered, right? Like you you don't bring in a guy like Maya Yoshida, who probably had some offers from other clubs and, you know, convince him on this project if you don't need a senior leader in the room. Um, Jalen Neal is becoming a leader. Uh, he's still a little, a little wet behind the ears in terms of becoming that leader, but he's going to get there. I have a full feeling he's going to be a great galaxy captain at some point in his, in his career, but it, it just leadership on that back line. That was the thing that blew me away about this. Like theoretically you bring in Casares, you bring in Yoshida, you bring in you know, who you brought in, Leardam, you bring in, like, I mean, Leardam's won two MLS Cups with Seattle. Like, I mean, this is a guy that understands this thing. Like, all the guys they brought in, theoretically, you should get leadership from them. And 
what I look for in a good team is leadership from the back. And, you know, we talk about spine, right? We talk about two center backs, one defensive holding midfielder, one attacking midfielder, and one forward. And they all have to be leaders in their respective positions. The problem is the Galaxy have a ton of leaders in the midfield and the forward line. They never had it from the center back line. You know, I mean, it just, it, it, it did feel like at times this was a group that, you know, Vanny and co and Jovan and all the rest of it went out and made some bets. And I, I know they made a pretty significant bet on a couple of players, but just, you know, you think, all right, Martin Casares, that's bang on, right? Like, I mean, that, you know, he's what got 17 appearances for Uruguay at a world cup. You know, he's got however many caps he's got, you know, however many appearances for Sevilla for, you know, other clubs that, you know, I, as much as I love the galaxy, we don't compete with. And yet he he goes to Houston that one time and basically just absolutely loses his head. And you just sit there and think, like, are you really the leader we think you are? And that was, I think that's kind of where the Galaxy defense falls for me, which is the leaders that we expected to have, we just didn't have. Like, I mean, like, I, I don't blame Vanny and I don't blame, blame Jovan for going out and making the decisions they made because... You know, the guys they brought in were actually like, you look at their careers, you look at their tenures, you look at their resumes, and you're like, yeah, these guys are going to be nailed on leaders. And they just weren't. And I don't know what that speaks to, but it, it just, it, it did feel really tough at times watching very good players just absolutely lose their heads for really no reason at all. And just not, I, you know, again, it was, it was leadership, I think was the, was the big kind of, a talking point for me on the defense because my god they they did not have a single leader on that back line that could really rally the team really focus the team really get them going and like you need someone to you know put in a really aggressive challenge or do that and they just never had someone that got there and i think that's going to be a conversation point going into next year which is okay like there's a lot here that you know with the galaxy that i like you know, obviously the two designated player spots, you have a lot of good winger core you have, and they've indicated that they are going to go for a winger. Um, and then the other designated player spot, they've kind of hinted that they're going for a nine. Um, then you have, you know, a midfield that's pretty much settled. I mean, Pooch, Brugman, all the rest of it, the, the balance is there. With this defense, I mean, it's just like, who leads the back line? And I mean... Do you really trust the 36-year-old Maya Yoshida to be reliable over 36 games? I don't, because I've seen 36-year-old center backs. And yeah, maybe he pulls a Chiellini or a Bonucci or something like that, and we all, you know, go home happy. But that's an exception to the rule. It, I I just I don't really see a leader on that back line unless Jalen Neal takes the mantle in a way that we, we I would not expect at his age. Well, that's a very fascinating point that you bring up about Jalen Jalen Neal because you know not that we are biased on this pod at all, um, but we we both agree what a star player that Jalen Neal has been, and obviously him playing on the U.S. team doesn't hurt, um, but we still need to see how he's going to be this season after he recovers from 
this injury. I mean, I really did not see that injury coming. And to your point of who's going to lead that back line, I think I love Maya Yoshida. I think he would have paired really well with Casares, but I think that would have been five years ago. I think these guys are on the other side of 30. And, you know, when it comes to reading the play, there's no excuse with these veteran players on that back line. But when you get the youth in there, which sounds like Kuntz is going for, which I'm all for, we've talked about that, but that's where you could miss. That's where these youths can miss what reading the play is and that leadership as, as you're saying. So to me, for Jalen to be able to step into that role, I think that he does have a veteran side for his age. I think that he does showcase it and that the 2024 season would be where he'll do that. Um, I think he'll continue to be that beacon that, you know, we see him as, and um, you know, he's calm on the ball. He seems to know what he's doing. Um, I'm, I'm a Jalen Neal fan right here. Maybe that's the next Jersey I should get. I don't, I don't have a curse on anybody that I've uh, bought a Jersey for. So yeah, yeah you're referencing my curse, but um, no, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because I hate the comparisons between women's and men's soccer because I find them lazy at best. Um, but I, I do want to make it here because I actually think it has some value. I see Jill and Neil in the same mold as Naomi Girma for San Diego. And yes, I know I am a little bit of a homer here, but, but hear me out. Naomi Girma, when she came into the San Diego back line was an incredible leader young. And I was like, I don't know, you know, here, like I thought San Diego should have drafted Sam coffee or Jalen, uh, Jalen Howells. I believe her name was first in that draft. I did not have Naomi going first to San Diego. And what has happened over the past two years is that, you know, Naomi Guerin has become one of the best center backs in the world uh, for the women's game. I see a lot of that in Jalen Neal, just a quiet leader that understands that has composure on the ball, that has the passing range to, to figure it out, you know, that can really get you out of tough situations, but he also reads the game in incredible. Well, you know, incredibly well, you know, you just, just a really damn good center back, you know? And I think that, the, that he will be an anchor in this back line. And honestly, if, if everything shapes out well, he will go to Europe, but if it you know doesn't go exactly that way, then he's an LA galaxy captain for 12, 13, 14, 15 years. Right. Like, I mean, he is captain for forever as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, I do think that is something to build around. I think they're going to have to replace because one of Casares or Yoshida, um, just because you need to prepare for the inevitability of age. But I do think there is, it's, it's my, when we get to the end of season, like what does this all mean episode? I'm going to say there's a lot of bones here that I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Like I, I actually, I do believe in a lot of this. It's just, how do you connect all of it? And I think you look at the center back pairing options. It, it does make a lot of sense. It's just, I agree with you. And like, I think you made the, pro the point perfectly. Casares and Yoshida as a center back pairing five years ago would have been absolutely unreal. Like, I mean, they would have been the best center back pairing in, you know, history. But we're not there. We're five years ago. Um, I, I, I do think Jalen Neal is going to be the core of this defense coming up here in the next year. And, 
you know, listening to Wilkins and, and kind of understanding with the way he thinks he's going to want to ensure that. So I think in terms of center backs, I'd say, well, I I'd say expect a center back pairing of probably Maya Oshida and Jalen Neal next year. Um, if the sports hernia surgery and all the rest of it goes 110%, which it seems like it has. Um, but yeah, that's what I would expect for a center back pairing. Yeah. So to go with, uh, you know, the other guys on the team, I feel like, uh, Kelvin Leardom, I hated him when he was on Seattle because he would get in the galaxy's way, you know, and kind of was hoping he was going to bring that to the galaxy. And it just, it just didn't work uh, for whatever reason. Uh, Maybe you have a reason for why that didn't work. You know, honestly, I don't. um, I think Kelvin Leardam was one of those signings that, you know, was made that I was just like, yes, this makes sense. Like, this is perfect. This is a very good idea. Uh, You know, it's interesting with Kelvin Leardam because he's agreed that he is one of the best outside backs in MLS. And just he's one of those players that I think we've run into a lot this year and a lot of years prior where they are signed by the LA Galaxy. And we're like, yes, this makes sense. Look at their resume. Look at everything they've done. Look at all of this. And it doesn't work. And I feel for him on that. And like, I think Raheem Edwards is starting to trend in that direction, um, which is something we have not mentioned yet this podcast. And I'm actually kind of shocked it's taken this long. Um, but just and again, again, another name where, you know, it, it was someone that theoretically on paper, it was a bang on signing and it just didn't come across. Now, obviously we don't know the the factors that were involved you know maybe there could have been some personal things maybe there could have been you know he didn't feel comfortable in LA and all the rest of it but I mean again that was another bang on just this should have worked uh but again the galaxy had a lot of those this year and I think that's that's going to be fascinating to see now with with Koontz's GM like okay you know how do they get this right and then you know, how do we how do we rebuild a lot of what is kind of a broken roster from here? Yeah, no kidding. A, a broken roster. I mean, just looking at, you know, the 2024 roster as it as it is, I'm I'm hoping that there are going to be more youthful signings. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we'll get there with, with you know, what really is needed on this team, which is a striker. And uh, everybody's read what Kunz has said as far as that goes. Um, but for just the sake of continuing the back line, um, Eric Zavaleta, I feel like people hated on him and I'm not 100% sure why. And I feel like it was just like someone that they could hate. Yeah, I mean, every year you're going to have a team that if it's performing badly, they're going to designate a scapegoat. And I think Zavaleta was the the one this year unfortunately and 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 i don't think it's a statement about him i think it's a statement about the way the galaxy defense was this year i i think near the end of the year he really figured it out and was actually playing incredibly well and i i think was reliable and was useful and and all those things i do wonder what his role will be moving forward but i will say i think you know honestly zavaleta is not a starting center back in mls but he's very useful to have around. Like you could tell he was a utility man on the back line, kind of like a Swiss army knife, if you will. Um, and, and, and the galaxy needed that at times, you know, obviously with, with all the injuries they sustained, 
you know, they they needed someone that could play left back, center back and right back and do it, you know, not incredibly well, but at least do it decently well, you know, because they it was basically a question of bodies at times. I thought I was going to be asked, you know, setting up for ACB that I was going to be asked to go on the field and do warm ups because I was going to be asked to play center back that night. But yeah, I, I think Zavaleta is an incredibly good utility man to have. Um, he's he's not going to be the flashiest, the smartest, whatever. But I, I truly believe that, you know, it doesn't hurt to have a player that just gets things done. And that's what Zavaleta is. And yeah, you know, he's not going to be pretty. He's not going to be flashy. But when you need the job to get done, it gets done. And so I think it's a very good thing to have in the back pocket. And, you know, maybe he forms part of the starting center back pairing because I do think this thing looks like a 3-5-2 next year and I think Jalen Neal, Mayo Shida, and Eric Zavaleta are kind of your starting center back trio maybe next year if Greg Vanny commits to the 3-5-2. Now will he? It's another question. I think this team is a little bit more suited to a 4-4-2 as presently constituted but that's just my biases I guess as a, as a tactician uh, but I do think that Zavala is going to be a critical part of this team. And I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. Yeah. And we have a lot of Salvadorian fans. So I was really expecting people to love him more. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I was like, we got a lot of Salvi's like, what the heck? Like, why is he getting hate? Yeah. And then when they're watching him play for the Salvi team, they're like, oh, of course he messed this up or whatever. And I'm just like, really? Yeah. I think this guy was just picked on. Um, but but, but yeah. isn't, isn't Zavaleta kind of a little bit of a product of confirmation bias when it comes to the LA Galaxy? Like we <laughs> immediately are confirmation biasing any single time the LA Galaxy screw up or something goes wrong or whatever, considering the years we've had since 2017, it's just been like, okay, yeah, that explains everything. And every single time there is a scapegoat or something that explains away the issue. But, you know, there, we do have a little bit of confirmation bias in in the the galaxy universe where it's like we can explain away stuff because of X or we can explain away stuff because of Y rather than necessarily, you know, saying like, hey, look, a player just had a bad year, you know, like we have this confirmation bias. It's like, oh, it's because it's the galaxy, you know? Oh, that person, when they left the galaxy, they scored like, you know, 20 goals. I I do think there is some level of that level of confirmation bias there that I'm like, I think affects the way that we assess and look at players. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I agree with that. I mean, I had, you know, was it like maybe, oh my God, time flies it's thanks pandemic it's probably been like four years now um you know but i had a manchester united fan once tell me um by the way most la galaxy fans i know are manchester united fans this person was very epl and they were like oh you like the la galaxy you like mid table team so why don't you like newcastle and well look at manchester united now um i i was to your point of the bias right is this team yes they had a horrible 2023 season but are they as bad as we think they are or were they just plagued this year i mean i i was thinking about that on on my drive home like you know sure i don't think the galaxy deserve to make playoffs because that's how change happens right that's what we really were vouching for change and 
you know, Klein out and all this stuff. And if you want to see things move, unfortunately, things have to suck, right? They have to tank. You have to hit rock bottom before anybody will make that change. And so, yes, we were almost the bottom of the table, but on paper, this does look like a mid table team right now. I mean, injuries we have to discuss because I think they are, they are very prominent when we talk about what the LA galaxy were in, in 2023. And, and again, we are, we are getting to a conversation we will get to in a couple of weeks time, but I do, you know, with the defensive line and everything, I mean, losing Castrez, who was the senior leader on the team, losing, you know, Caligari, who was phenomenal uh, at times during the year. Like, I mean, losing Jalen Neal, who filled in fantastically when he needed to, like, you just, you sit there and you think to yourself, like, at what point does this make sense? You know, like, at what point can you take a judgment about this team versus, you know, when does it just become, oh my God, you know, like they were injured, they were destroyed. I mean, they were shattered at, they lost six starters, you know, between yeah. the old forward line and, and defensive line. Like, I mean. But how many times can you also say oh, we need to see, I need to see more of this player. I need to see more of that. Cause that's what I'm looking at the rest of the list of the guys that are on. I'm like, oh, I need to see more or they're just okay. Yeah. You know, or and this I is think, probably their last season with us. Yeah. And I think they need to see more out of Cuevas and a couple of others that I would, I would agree with you on that front 110% that Vinny needed to, to, I guess, be a little bit more judicious with his, with his rotations and, and all the rest of it. But it also add, I mean, they were fighting for their lives at the end of the year. Right. You know? And so Vinny gets into this weird catch 22 of like, okay, maybe I can play this player, but also, you know, I have to, you know, play for a playoff spot, you know? So I have to start this player, this other player, even if he's on, you know, his last legs, like, I mean, they fell into a lot of catch 22s this season and it's, I guess that's my frustration of the 2023 season. And again, we are going to go into this very in depth, but I think they should have, I I wish a couple of more players got auditioned rather than what we saw. If that makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, we have to talk about Raheem Edwards. He has been so hit or miss, but I love the guy. Like he's the one that showed the pride that talks the most ish against LAFC. Um, you know, I, I really wish he had gotten that goal at the Rose bowl in front of 80,000 people in our win. Like that would have been amazing. He's, he's just got that heart. But again, I think this is somebody who it's his last 2044 is probably his last season. I mean, honestly, if he had scored the goal at the Rose Bowl, the place would have gone nuclear. Like, I mean, that place would have exploded uh, <laughs> just because of the implications of that goal. Um, but no, I, you know, with Raheem, I love him to death. The problem is you don't, he's he's so inconsistent. You don't know where Raheem's going to show up. So you're either going to get a Raheem that is incredibly driven in the attack, incredibly smart in terms of, charging hard and pressing high and getting himself into goal dangerous situations when he's overlapping, you're going to get the Raheem that is smart when he understands the ball is turned over and they can tuck inside and act as his third center back. You know, you're going, you could get that Raheem, which is the Raheem that I think all of us want all the time, or you can get the Raheem that is very loose in possession, loses his marks, gets aggressive, gets, you know, like just 
zones out, I guess, for lack of a better term. And the problem is the variance on that is way too high at this point in time. Um, I, I, I do think they're going to have to be very judicious in the way that they manage him. Now, I will say with Will Coons being nominated as GM full time, maybe that allows Vanny to get into his ear a little bit more and helps him, you know, helps him be the the the, the Raheem Edwards we know. But again, you know, to to put a button hook on this entire conversation we we're, we're having because I know you have to to get going. Look. Yes, I am a diehard Survivor fan, everybody. So if you're a Survivor fan, shout out Chris Tucker and his wife. Um, you know what's but, up. But to, but to quickly put a button hook on this conversation, I do think that there are a lot of, again, it's what I'm going to kind of say a lot. There are a lot of bones here that I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I can actually work with this. It's a question of, do we believe that they can create a cohesive unit over the next, you know, couple of months? And that's, and and that's the question. And that that was the open question last year. And it didn't really go well. You know, will it happen again? I don't know. But I do think there are some bones here that I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah, everybody needs to stop that brujeria. I need everybody to get their sage and their candles out. I need you to put an offering on the altar of the baby Jesus. I don't know what it's going to take. All right. <laughs> um. Any other religions out there? I didn't mean to diss anybody. Like, we're just saying send help. Like, this team is going to need it, especially with, MLS, you know, the MLS final. Um, yeah. LAFC is back in the final. I mean, I I feel like LA Galaxy has lost LA, and it's been slipping away. Um and I, it it pains me, and all I want is for this team to to get better, for these guys to step it up, um, and that it just doesn't keep going this vicious cycle. Yeah, um, I think it's it's that's a very complex conversation that I think I would I would deny you your uh, survivor episode if I, uh, <laughs> if I delved into it. But anyway, I uh, know, and, yeah, but no. we will look stay tuned we're definitely bringing you more episodes and you know as long as our our schedules allow we'll go in in depth as long as we can and hey look listeners you want to hear something more from us i mean christian and i will record as many episodes as we need after our review um you know we'll put the women's uh in their own episodes so we can do them justice it's yeah, I'm excited for the 2024 season. Simply Soccer is here to stay and producing more and more content for you. Yeah, can't wait. Talk to you soon. <laughs>